Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I, I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This, this is, is the game, game of, roses. of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. And today Hi. is Friday. Hi. And that means we will be bringing you this week in Bachelor Nation. That's going to give you all that 
news that you need to know about what's going on in the nation. That's going to give you all that analysis of those parasocial plays that are happening in that social media sphere, that metaverse, that real world. And we're going to give you those screams from the pit. And we're going to be talking about all those beautiful, luscious gains that have been happening in the TV ratings, the Instagram accounts, the TikTok accounts. Are they beautiful? Are they luscious? Or the lack of yeah. gains, <laughs> etc. Right. Maybe not beautiful, maybe not luscious, but gains in one way or another. And before we get to any of that, though, we're going to have a little bit of business up top. The official Sauce Wars merch is here. It is with us now. Designed. By the brilliant Ella Tolkien, you can now pick from five different colors of a brand new shirt that has Sauce Wars boldly emblazoned across it in a graphic representation of sauce itself as it commingles with the rising steam from a cup of tea. The tea will set you free, it says. And this shirt you can get at gameofroses.co right now. This is the official Sauce Wars uniform. Wear it proudly. Let everyone know where you stand as a soldier in the Sauce Wars in this beautiful, beautiful shirt. It's perfect for peacocking endeavors. People are going to see that image on your shirt and be like, what? What are the sauce wars? And then you get to explain it to them or corner them and force an explanation in their kitchen, if you please. That's how I like to do it. Yes. (laughs) You wait until somebody's opening the refrigerator and then you move in behind the refrigerator door. So when they close it, you're just standing there staring at them. And mm-hmm. they're like, uh, can I help you? And then you just go, look at my shirt. Any questions? And then whether they have them or not. This makes me want to make that a TikTok. <laughs> you just steamroll them with bachelor shit. Any questions? <laughs> Is there any sauce in that fridge? Yeah. Hmm? Well, let me tell you about some sauce. Exactly. This is how you do it. This is a professional level uh, steamrolling of a non-Bachelor fan in a kitchen. That's how it is done. But we hope that you enjoy the shirt and we hope that you enjoy the rest of this week in Bachelor Nation. We're going to start it off as we always start it off with a little segment where we talk about what's happening in the game. This is Game Game of of Roses. Roses. State of the Game. As you all know, the nation is currently divided by the sauce wars. On one side are the company podcasts who promote the perhaps dishonest narratives producers spin to support the narratives they create in service of the show itself. And on the other side are the podcasts and commentators within the nation who do our best to examine the truth, what is really going on behind the scenes and in the nation at large. And as in any war, the most valuable commodity is information about the opponent, about the other side. To get that information, brave soldiers must sometimes risk everything to travel behind (laughs) enemy lines. And today, we are humbled to be talking to a recon soldier in the Sauce Wars who has just returned from a reconnaissance mission to Rhode Island. Please, welcome to the pit, Grace Ann Parks, the Dark Seeker. Hello, everybody. I am back from behind enemy lines, and I'm ready to report. (laughs) You seem changed. You know, I'm going to take you guys on a wild ride with ups and downs where you think one thing's going to happen, but then another thing happens. And it's going to be a roller coaster of emotions. All right. So what we're talking about here is an event that occurred at Audrey's, the cafe that is owned by the Ayakinetis. And... 
they had some very special guests come to do a meet and greet over this past weekend, right? Yes. Yeah, so initially, it was just going to be uh, on Saturday that the grocery store and the Serena were going to be doing a meet and greet. And it was so popular. Mm-hmm. Tickets sold out so fast that they added a second day on Sunday. So there was a total of two meet and greets. I went to the first one. All right. And so give it give it to us as it happened. You show up. Who did you meet? What was the vibe like? How many people were there? All this stuff. All right. So first of all, I made the trek to this South County Commons, which is where Audrey's is located. And basically it's like a cute little village type area. This is in Rhode Island? Yeah, yeah. it's um, in South Kingsport, Rhode Island. So it's, yeah, it's about an hour away from uh, Providence, I think. So I make Mm -hmm. the trek there. And again, it's located in this really cute like village place with all these different types of restaurants and stores. And then as you get closer to the back of this little village type thing, you see Audrey's. And seeing Audrey's uh, in person for the first time was surreal. And it was, uh, I don't know what they're doing online, but like the colors in person were much like better. It was so much bigger than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Like okay. I was noticing like these very little details, but it 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 really did look great. So then the man in front of the door of Audrey's is the one who is taking tickets. And basically you have to go up, say your name. He looks for you on the list and then just highlights you off. I didn't know who this man was at first. And he just looked like a nice, friendly old man. And he asked me if I was from around the area after I told him my name. And I said, no. And he goes, ha, I knew it. I knew you weren't around here. You weren't from around here because of the way you said parks. And I was like, huh? And he goes, you you said you said parks. And I was like, oh, man, I should have pulled from my Boston days and really laid on like the thick Boston accent. Um, but that turned out to be uh, Jared Iaconetti's father, Fred Habon. And he was a, yes, very sweet Hmm. man, very fun. Um, Cute. Yeah, very cute. Liked that a lot. So they had dad manning the the doors as security. I like that. Putting him to work. Very nice. Well, actually, you know, not only did they put him to work, but Ashley and Jared were working the entire time. The selfie that I got Mm. with Ashley, she was holding a tray of food And, you know, delivering it to the tables and stuff like that. So we love this humbleness. Were there Bachelor references in the place? Yes. So as I entered Audrey's and looked around, I was truly immediately reminded of Ashley Iaconetti's power. The music playing over the speakers was almost always from a boy band like the Jonas Brothers, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Which I loved that. I loved that, like, she has control over that. Yeah. And then the art. Or, being in Audrey's was like being in the mind of it, Ashley Iaconetti. It really, genuinely, it was. It really was. Because then as you look around, you start to see all of this art that is so obviously inspired by, you know, Ashley's love of all these different fandoms. Like, she had um, artwork from friends like Central Perk, 
Breakfast mm. at Tiffany's, a huge sign that said Monday nights we drink wine and watch The Bachelor. Tuesday mornings we drink coffee and recap. So like it was like being inside Ashley's mind with Jonas Brothers playing and, and all of the, you know, stimuli around me being some of her favorite fandoms. And wow. mm -hmm. how can I design a cafe for a millennial woman who watches The Bachelor? And she did it. She did. She freaking did it because another thing that I really appreciated was on the menu, there was a lot of like bachelor themed drinks, foods. For example, um, there was a drink called a trip to paradise, which is a banana hazelnut latte served with chocolate syrup. There's the most dramatic mm. mocha ever. That's the uh, chocolate coconut mocha served with chocolate syrup. And I just really like that they're leaning into the thing that got them to where they are yeah. today. They're not taking themselves so seriously mm -hmm. where it's like, ugh, you know, we're not even going to go back to our roots. They're embracing it. It's fun and it's smart business because. I yeah. agree. That's fantastic. That's exactly what they should be doing. This sounds fucking perfect. Sounds like it, heaven. To honestly, me. like, like I, I wrote this down and it was like, the whole atmosphere and just the whole vibe, it was bigger than I expected. I would 100% go to this place to work or hang out with friends if I lived there, like genuinely. Yeah. Um, sure. So then everybody files into Audrey's and I sat in a chair in the back because I really wanted to be able to observe everything all at once. And I was then joined by three uh girls named Daniela, Teresa, and Kinley, who asked if I was a journalist because I was taking so many notes. Um, <laughs> and you're like, I'm not a journalist. I'm a soldier. <laughs> I should have said that. Dang it. Um, they were not in the pit. So uh, I gave them a quick rundown of our podcast. And then I immediately started peppering them with questions. Um, I wanted to just get the vibe of the people there, whether they were in the pit or not, like, you know, what are the people who are going to this event like? And so it was super interesting. Um, Kinley was just there to support her friends. She didn't give a fuck about The Bachelor, but she was being a supportive friend. Daniela and um, Teresa were like the super fans. And it was interesting because mm. Daniela's first season of Our Beloved Game was Sean Lowe and Teresa's was Juan Pablo, which I would find out later in the evening was a lot of the people there's first ever season, which I feel like is kind of odd. Well, it's a very important season. I'll be getting into it in the article that I'm writing about where we are now in the state of our game, in the state of the nation, really. And I think that that year, specifically 2014, season 18 of Bachelor, season 10 of Bachelorette, season one of Paradise is crucial in launching basically the, the beginnings of where we are now. So it is interesting that they started watching there. I also feel like it makes sense because it's like, who are Ashley and Jared fans? They're probably people who were watching during those seasons. Yep. Totally. So that was just my first encounter with non-pit people who, by the way, when I asked them what they thought of this current season, they said they didn't like it. They felt icky. They, they said that it's been hard to watch for them. So the fact that they have the mm. same stance as us when we're watching this season... That's big. And the fact that it just feels like the producers aren't even paying attention to that. It's like, dude, these, these this is your main audience. These are your 
unironically listening to clickbait on a daily basis uh, viewers. So Mm -hmm. all that was interesting. I'm talking with these girls. And then a thick, saucy gust of wind hits my back. And I turn around (laughs) and I see grocery store and Serena entering the establishment through the back door with Jill Chin and Genevieve Parisi from Clayton season, random, but love the addition. Um, And as Joe and Serena go up to the front, everybody's quiet. They're, They're like kind of whispering a little bit like, oh, there they are, there they are. And then Jared gets on the mic and he immediately starts yelling, Make some noise for Joe and Serena. They came all the way from Road. They came all the way to Rhode Island. And I was like, yeah, so did I. Like, okay, why don't I get like a round of applause? Anyways, Jared then says, this is how tonight's going to work. Serena and Joe are going to be doing the meet and greet pictures in front of the Audrey's mural. Um, and then on the other side of the cafe was a bachelor themed photo booth with a big ring light props and honestly it was just 10 times smart yes very smart and it was 10 times better than anything we saw at bachelor live on stage like it was and they're doing this in their little cafe so i was very impressed by that um and so after jared you know lays down the rules everyone starts lining up to meet grocery store and serena and it's important to note that While I was in the line talking with people, I did make sure to just kind of look at grocery store and Serena to see how they were uh, acting with, you know, fans. And they were very animated. They were very friendly um, as far Mm. as I could tell. And then it was my turn. Um, (laughs) So I walked up. I said hi. And before I could say anything else, Joe goes and I quote, it's nice to finally meet you. Mm-hmm. Finally? <laughs> Is it nice? What? Have you been DMing? N- th- no. I- Maybe he's developed a parasocial relationship with you through your social media. Uh, you know, mm, I do think he recognized me from the TikToks because, again, he had been acting all friendly and jovial with everybody before me. I come up and... He had said that, oh, it's it's nice to finally meet you in a very, like, serious tone, um, which was mm. uh, different. But I will say this. Serena was a breath of fresh air. She was just, like, so sweet, so bubbly, and much shorter than I ever thought she could be. She was very short. Very <laughs> short, but very, very cute. Mm. Very cute. Um, <laughs> so... Wow, that makes her hoodoo with Matt James even more impressive. That is, Lizzie, that is exactly what I thought, seriously, because I was like, she is so tiny, and the fact that she could, you know, hoodoo Matt James, very impressive. So after he says this initial line and all this stuff, I'm very friendly, and Joe is kind of, you know, in the vlog that I will post to... Uh, Patreon on Monday. I think what I'm just going to do is do a reenactment of Joe's body language towards me when we were talking because describing it doesn't Mm -hmm. do it justice. So I'm going to do a little act out thing. That's something to look forward to. So while we're talking... I love when you act. (laughs) Thank you. 
you guys just make me giggle. Um, okay. <laughs> so I ask him a question. I say, Joe, do you have any jars of sauce on you that I could purchase? He starts doing his whole uh, 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 thing. And they both look at each other and there's a long pause. And finally, Joe says, unfortunately, not with me. There are laws and I can't take my sauce across state lines. And Serena jumps in and says, but soon, soon. But basically, he was saying that there are laws which prevent you from bringing things like food across certain state lines, which at first I thought was weird. But then clues let me know that's actually like a very real thing. But I asked if he had any on him and he said no, which I now know is a lie. And I'm hurt because the very next day when they did a second meet and greet, lo and behold, I see two randos on Instagram posing with grocery store Joe and his sauce saying they had just won it. Plus, Sundays with Joe posted a video of Joe giving out sauce cans to the elderly in the kitchen at Audrey's. And I'm like, Joe... Why'd you lie? Maybe you gave him the idea. But but he would have but he was already across state lines. That means he brought it with him. Or or grocery store has a sauce mule <laughs> that follows him in a van with sauce across state lines so that if grocery store gets pulled over, there's no sauce on him. Uh, I think he's got a, a sauce bag mule. Man. Yeah. That's actually a you know what? I think that might be it. Interesting. Okay. So, okay. So you have this this interesting interaction with grocery store about the sauce. You can barely even see Serena. She's so small. She's a, a yeah. speck in my vision. Correct. How many people were there total? I would say around 50. Um, maybe. maybe uh, and, and tickets for this event were how much? $25. Okay. Interesting. So for them, that is worth it. To put on this event. And I'm sure Audrey's made a little bit of money that night in food and drink and all of this. Absolutely. And the fact okay. that also Ashley and Jared were the ones delivering said food and drinks mm -hmm. was like a big, I, I feel like that was a cool thing. Mm -hmm. You know, getting a, a, a what was totally. it? Uh, the dr most dramatic mocha of all time from Ashley herself. Like, I, I, I mm -hmm. mean, I, I did you see their baby? Their baby was was nowhere to be seen, unfortunately. I was bummed mm. about that. But, you know, I just, I just got to go back a little bit. Why lie, Joe? Just say something like, yeah, I can't, I, I do have it on me, but I can't sell it to you. Or, yeah, mm. but that's for the contest that will never happen later tonight. You know, any, any sure. of those we things. We may never know. Yes. A, <laughs> we may never know the, the true reasons behind why he... Did not have sauce on him or whatever, but it sounds like all in all, this was a, a good experience, a fun trip. Absolutely. Would recommend. I highly recommend. I met two amazing girls from the pit, Margot and Hannah, who were absolutely delightful. Margot was the one who drug Hannah into the pit where they now both reside. And um, mm -hmm. they told me that they're so deep in the pit that at a recent trivia night, they named their team... Good job, Clayton, which made my heart very happy <laughs> that they did that. Did they recognize you? Yes. They they were like, can, can we get a picture? I was like, oh, yeah. And Aww. they were so nice. And I hung out with them for a lot of the night. I met Ashley. 
she was even more gorgeous in person. They all are. Um, and then I did something that Clues told me to do that worked like a charm. Before I left for this event, Clues mm. told me to just say the number 45 to Jared and we'd instantly start talking. <laughs> and I, so I literally, that's all I did. I went up to him, made eye contact, and I said, 45, and he goes, 45, let's go. And then he just started word vomiting all these things. I didn't understand half of what he was saying because it was like football stuff, but I was just like, yeah. Wait, what does this mean? Tom Brady is the oldest active quarterback in NFL history. He just turned 45. He's about to start what his fucking 20th yeah. season or something. I don't even know how many seasons he's been playing. Uh, and he still is one mm. of the greatest quarterbacks. Like He still is operating at a very high level. And obviously Tom Brady is... Uh, Jared Highbond's favorite human being to have ever yes. existed. I think even far and away above Ashley Iaconetti or his own child. So I thought that... He's Brady lifestyle. Yeah, he is Brady lifestyle for sure. I mean, their kid has the name Brady in his name. So I thought if you just mentioned Tom Brady's advanced age, it would uh, open up a conversation with Highbond. It worked. We talked for... And I remember the some of the girls from the pit who were watching our um, conversation were like, what were you talking about? Cause like they could only see us and you know, Jared was so emotive and like mm. 45 and um, that, that worked. So thank you for that chat. No, thank you dark seeker for uh, mm -hmm. doing this. We can't thank you enough for going behind enemy lines, getting all of this information, getting all of this. We love your recon. field reports. I definitely think these events, the trenches, the trenches. these, uh, these kind of peripheral events, Bachelor Live on stage, things like this, meet and greets at the Iaconetti's restaurant, any kind of little event like this, I think they are important parts of what the nation currently is yes. because it gives us a glimpse, in, a glimpse into the fandom, what people are willing to come out for these events, what the atmosphere is like in these events. And it really is information about how some of these star players continue to maintain relevance and continue to turn their relevance into revenue which is fascinating to me. And I think it's, you know, helpful for people who want to go to these events in the future that they know it's BYOS. Bring your own sauce. <laughs> That's right. It really is. And I think that... Don't depend on there to be sauce there. Uh, yeah, and that was... That's the lesson I learned. Rookie mistake from me. One more thing. So when I went up to Jill and Genevieve from Clayton's season, a member of the pit interrupted me and came in and said, she's from Game of Roses to Jill and Genevieve. And Jill immediately lit up and she goes, you're from Game of Roses? Who did you coach? Because it sure as hell wasn't me. Because I guess she's been getting a lot mm -hmm. of like inquiries <laughs> about that. And I'm like, Jill, it's because your cat's name is Sauce. And she was like, oh, true, true. So Jill's definitely in the pit. <laughs> I think it's because she does good parasocial plays. That too, obviously. And then the the last thing is somebody wanted to take a picture with them and basically present them a rose and say, like, will you accept this rose? And Genevieve was like, I'm sorry, we legally can't. And so they took a normal picture. But then afterwards I said, what do you mean you legally can't? And she's like, I don't know. I, I, I just know that I can't. And I go, is there any end date to, like, will you ever be able to hold a rose again in a picture? And she's like, I don't know. I just know I can't do it. And I'm like, there's no way in hell that ABC copyrighted a whole ass flower. I'm just... Th th this is a new rule. After Baylockai gave a rose to Becca Kufrin in a parasocial play, they were like, nope, Enough. we can't have this. 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just, this. It, as it is always with the producers and with the show and production entities, it's about control. They must be able to control everything yeah. you do for the rest of your fucking life. And this is just a part of that. No roses. No. Or if it's just some, if there's just something I don't want to do in the future, I'm just going to be like, I'm sorry, I legally can't. <laughs> I, yeah, that is that's a good. fantastic. <laughs> no, and don't even, I just can't. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you once again, Dark Seeker, for braving this trip behind enemy lines to bring us back this valuable information in the Sauce Wars. And I'm looking forward to whatever the next one of these events is, be it on the East Coast or the West. We will have representatives. Yes, there. we will. And check out the exclusive vlog that I made and put together Monday on Patreon. And you will see all the behind the scenes. You'll meet some of the people I met. It's going to be great. I think you guys are going to like it. I've already put in 100 applications to be on Stefan Lovegrove's Same. Christmas party list. <laughs> With different, I've put in different pseudonyms. So hopefully one of them will work. Oh, my God. Invite <laughs> okay. us, Stefan, please. <laughs> Well, thanks once again, Dark Seeker. And that wraps up the state of the game this week. We are now going to move on to that portion of our program in which we discuss all the movements on Instagram, TikTok of our favorite players, and the TV ratings. This is... This Week in Games. We begin our Gains segment as we begin it every week by discussing the ratings. The... Fifth episode of the historic Windecia season 19 of The Bachelorette pulled in a 0.75 in the 18 to 49 year old demographic with 3.33 million viewers overall. These numbers were actually up from last week by about 5%. This rare increase in viewership in the middle of the season kept our beloved game on top of the network heap with more than double the demo rating of any of their next closest competitors, which were The Neighborhood on CBS, Don't Forget the Lyrics on Fox, The Neighborhood on NBC, and a big shout out to Roswell, New Mexico on the CW, <laughs> who did come in last place again this week, but they managed to pull in a 0. .1 in the demo, which was a 150% increase from last week. Congrats. Let's go. <laughs> Good job, Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> oh, fuck. And now for those crown gains this week. In the Gabby, Wendy, Rachel, Recchia race to 1 million, a.k.a. the Blanco race. The lovable dingbat Gabby, Wendy, once again, continues to maintain the lead on Instagram, picking up over double the rate of Recchia, gaining 29K, bringing her to 625K total this week. Rachel, Rachel, Recchia picked up 12K, bringing her to 428K total. Wendy gained 700 on TikTok, bringing her to 33.3K total. And Rekia gained 900 on TikTok, bringing her to 68.6K total. Dark Lord Palmer gained 1,000 followers this week, and he is at 169K right now. Nice. And now let's move on to the top five Instagram gain chart for the players of the Windekia Bachelorette Season 19. Number one is in that gold medal position... Tino Franco. He gained 6.8K this week, bringing him to 24.2K followers total. Silver medal in gains goes to Jason Alabaster. He gained 6.5K followers this week, bringing him to 13.5K total. The bronze medal in gains goes to Eric Schwer. He gained 5.5K this week, bringing him to 17.6K followers total. Fourth place goes to Nate Mitchell. Despite being in the news, which we will get to, he gained 5.4K this week, bringing him to 28.5K total. And rounding out the top five, fifth place in gains goes to Tyler 
Norris. He gained 3.1K this week, bringing him to 14.2K followers total. Now for the top five total Instagram chart. Staying in the lead all season, number one, magician Robert Roby Sobieski held the lead with 35.1K Instagram followers total. And the first one-on-one date of the season uh, produced an elimination of Jordan Vandergriff, who holds the second place here on our overall chart at 33.1K. It's unbelievable. Nate Mitchell's in third with 28.5K total. At least he's still in the game. And Tino Franco, also still in the game, is in fourth place at 24.2K total. Rounding out the top five is Eric Schwer, 17.6K in fifth place. This is unreal to me that we're halfway through the fucking regular season and the top two are not in the game. One was a night one guy. One of only three night one guys. They're not even in the 50K club. Yeah, not even the 50K club. And the the top guy on this chart was one of three people to be eliminated on night one. <laughs> Do you think this means that Roby is going to become the next official Bachelor Nation podcaster? <laughs> I think Roby is the next Bachelor. <laughs> you heard it here first and only. <laughs> And now, <laughs> yeah, the greatest magic trick he ever did was go from night one guy to bachelor. And now for the top five TikTok charts as of today, August 11th, 2022. Ethan Kang is still the only one really gaining anything in the space with a gain of 1K this week, bringing him to 2.8K total. And the top five remain. Alec Garza holds on to first at 22.4K. Not in the game. Matt LeBaw has... 16.4K total in second place. Not in the game. Chris Austin (laughs) is in third with 8.9K. Not in the game. (laughs) And in fourth slash fifth place is the Ying Young twins at 6.1K. I can't believe this. No one's in the game. They're not in the game either. They were night one guys also. They're not even participating. Tino Franco doesn't even have a TikTok that I can find. God, these guys. It's always these guys. They just don't get it. Like, why are you even on the show? I have no idea. I literally don't understand. Clues, it is springtime. It is the off season. It is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. (gasps) I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces. Okay. They call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince king yourself or Quince queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I- N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash roses. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
clues. Uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the... The whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues, mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color and the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite which is kind of like a blue green and they're both so comfortable it's basically like you are wearing nothing great for free spirit types well for all the free spirits out there right now you can shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes xxs through 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again that's skims but that is all the games for this week and now we're going to move on to discussing all those luscious tids this is Bachelor Nation News. We lead off this week's Bachelor Nation News with the biggest news in the nation. It involves current Gabby Windy ring contender Nate Mitchell. Allegations have surfaced that Mitchell was dating two women simultaneously and keeping the situation hidden from each of them before he became a rookie player this season. What's more, one of the women claims that Mitchell kept his child a secret from her for the entirety of their romantic involvement. This developing story was initially reported by Reality Steve on his podcast from Tuesday, August 9th, with further details made available on his website, including photos of one of the women involved, Kelsey Fankhauser, with Mitchell on several occasions, as well as screenshots of what appear to be direct messages between Fankhauser and a woman named Laurie Stark, who claims to have been romantically involved with Mitchell at the same time as Frankhauser. Frankhauser hinted that there was more to this story back in July when she posted a TikTok video in which she wrote, I cried for a guy who kept his kid a secret from me for one and a half years 
when we were dating, and I found out on reality TV. What a caption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember when that TikTok came out, and people were like, Jesus, what the fuck is this? At the time of this recording, Mitchell's only public response has been a reply to an Instagram comment that asked, why you playing girls? His reply read, Two sides to every story, prayer hands, wish you the best. This incident has ignited a firestorm of outrage in the nation. And luckily, Emperor Fleiss was quick to allay fears and concerns with a tweet that read, Since there is an innocent young child in this situation, we must conduct a full and complete investigation. Three exclamation points. Hashtag The Bachelorette. The tweet garnered an array of replies, including one from the 15th place finisher on season 14 of The Bachelor, Rosalind Papa, who was dismissed from the game by Dark Lord Harrison himself after facing allegations of inappropriate conduct with a producer of that season. In a clear escalation of the sauce wars, this former player, Papa, replied to Fleiss himself, in quotes, when did you start caring about how things will affect innocent children? Asking for myself. Love this parasocial play by Rosalind Papa because she had a child when she was on the show and... Dark Lord Harrison, this is Jake Pavelka's season, and Dark Lord Harrison brings up these allegations and dismisses her from the show. I think she had a she had a group date rose revoked at this time as well. And she maintains that nothing ever happened between her and the producer, that it was all manufactured right. by the show for essentially ratings to give them a villain edit that they could apply to her. But we are anxiously awaiting the results of this full and complete investigation from Emperor Fleiss. But in the meantime, we will continue to cover this story as it develops. We will be incorporating this developing story into our next Digging Deeper, which will be out next Monday. Yeah, we're going to try to go through and give the complete timeline from the Reality Steve podcast that kind of started this whole thing. And then we're going to go through various reactions from within the nation of clickbait and happy hour and Caitlin Bristow and everybody else, because it is a fascinating story as it's unfolding. This type of thing seems to happen almost every season where somebody who is a very good player that makes a deep run in the game has some kind of allegations about their prior behavior to coming into the game surface. They have to answer for it Mm -hmm. in one way or another. And bachelor nation takes two sides and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be very fascinating to see how this plays out as he continues to be a player in the game that I think is going to go far. And the show Mm -hmm. is trying to have to squelch these allegations or in some way deflect so that they can keep promoting him as like a good, viable candidate for Gabby. But all this other stuff is coming out. And so all of it's going to be playing out um, in the Bachelor Nation podcast sphere. And I think you are going to see the Sauce podcast upholding whatever the show is promoting, whether it be true or not. Dustin Kendrick, aka D-Man43, already said that he plans... He is friends with Nate Mitchell and he plans to talk about Nate's side on the next Bachelors in the City. So we will be looking forward to that. Up next in Bachelor Nation news, the male Instagram champion Tyler Cameron and his girlfriend, model Paige Lorenz, have called it quits less than a month after going public. Cameron told Ease Daily Pop, we actually had to take a step back. It wasn't the right time. It wasn't good for us. So we're back to not dating anymore. Just doing our own thing right now. But we have tons of Respect and love for each other. Lorenz told Page Six, Yes, I am single. There wasn't a dramatic split or any bad blood between us. I am more career-focused than ever, and my priority has to be my clothing brand and my career. And that's going to require me to be in New York City at the moment. Cameron previously dated the all-time Instagram champion, Hannah Brown, supermodel Gigi Hadid, and regular model Camila Kendra. 
The timing of the split has many in the nation wondering if it was motivated by the possibility of Cameron rendering lead duties as the season 27 Bachelor, which begins shooting at the end of September. This is a very interesting development. We've been saying for a long time, The Bachelor needs to do something big to get back on track. We can all feel something is off within the nation. And Mm -hmm. it is our belief that if you could get Tyler Cameron to be the next Bachelor, season 27, you should do it by any means fucking necessary. And we're, we're saying this directly to production, directly to ABC, directly to Warner Brothers, directly to Mike Fleiss, anybody who has any... Uh, hand in, the, in making the decision about who's going to be the next Bachelor. You need to make it Tyler Cameron. And in order to do that, there's one foolproof way. It's this. You pay the man his money. We are trying to promote something here that we are just making a hashtag. <laughs> pay Tyler Cameron. Hashtag pay Tyler Cameron. $1 million. Whatever it is. Right. Pay him. Hashtag pay Tyler Cameron. Pay Tyler Cameron his money. Whatever he wants, get him. Correct. You have to. Absolutely. At this point, he is available. And I think there is a price tag for which he will do it. I don't know what that is. Probably a million bucks, maybe two million, whatever. And guess what? Emperor Fleiss, you're making this at least yearly. So you take your yearly salary for one of the 22 years that you've had this show on television and you donate it to a charity. That charity is called hashtag pay Tyler Cameron. You take your money <laughs> and you reinvest it in the show to save the show. Take one year off of making money. Give that money to Tyler Cameron. Hashtag pay Tyler Cameron. And you get him to be The Bachelor. And it's the biggest fucking season of The Bachelor that we've seen in a long time. It might not even need to be Fleiss's whole salary. But Fleiss, come on. Pay Tyler Cameron. What are you doing? What are you doing? But you can also make it a story. If Fleiss did that, if Fleiss came out and said, here's what I'm going to do. We want Tyler Cameron to be the next Bachelor and he is worth it to us. I'm going to hashtag pay Tyler Cameron and I'm going to do it with my own money. I'm foregoing any revenue that I would make off the Bachelor franchise this year and it's all going to Tyler Cameron from this one year. Mm -hmm. It would be a huge news story. It would show a, uh, a real commitment from Emperor Fleiss to save the franchise that he cares about it and that he's trying to do right by it. It's so for TRR. <laughs> and it would be huge. So anyway, that's our two cents. Hashtag pay Tyler Cameron. Please try to promote this because we have learned... Tweeted it, Fleiss. We have definitely learned in the past few years that social media pressure can create change within the game. So hashtag pay Tyler Cameron. Let's get him to be Bachelor Season 27. Let's go. Up next in Bachelor Nation news, the official Bachelor in Paradise Instagram account revealed the first promo for season eight, and it has many members of the nation reacting very strongly. The single image promo that promotes the premiere date as Tuesday, September 27th, features two inflatable flamingos arranged in a reverse doggy style mount sexual position with palm trees and a beautiful sunset in the background. Across the top of the image are the words, everyone's down to flock, an avian pun on the popular phrase down to F. (laughs) The original caption on the post read, I can't believe I'm about to say this, dot, 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 but are you DTF, Bachelor Nation, question mark. The caption has since been edited to read, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but are you down to flock, Bachelor Nation? 
the promo solicited a tidal wave of reactions from players, leads, and even hosts. Aaron Clancy said, LMAO, brah. Lance Bass said, clutches pearls. Jesse Palmer said, oh boy. Raised eyes emoji. Kenny Brash said, Jesus lol, flamingo, flamingo emoji. Tear says, I'm dead. Ashley Iaconetti has a five emoji uh, stunned face. Jen Parisi says, what is this photo? Skull emoji. Ari Jr. says, wow, laughing, crying emoji. Lauren uh, Lion Dyke says, that's wild. Sierra Jackson says, flamingos symbolize swinging side eye emoji. <laughs> and Connor the Catman B says, not the horny flamingos laughing, crying, triple emoji. The BIP franchise has a tradition of using player sexual behavior as the basis of villain edits that have threatened to ruin lives in the past. Karen Olympios, Demario Jackson, and Blake Horseman have all been on the receiving end of such edits. But now it seems the franchise is choosing to promote the idea of players having sex in paradise as the primary goal of the entire season. Are we going to see the Boom Boom Room used... I mean, that's that's what they're promoting this as. Like, Boom Boom Room is going to take center stage. Yep. My prediction is this. The opposite is true. This is overcompensation. And I think this is going to be the least used Boom Boom Room in the history of the show. What? That's correct. <laughs> that's what these flamingos are telling you? Yes. I think we're going to see hmm. zero entries to the Boom Boom Room. Interesting. Hmm. I think this promo is... It's kind of like the casting videos to me like it's just yes. trying to get a reaction just trying to get talked about i find the editing of the photos caption to be interesting that they changed it from dt are you dtf bachelor nation to are you down to flock bachelor nation like dtf was too crazy yeah well they had to differentiate too much that's down to fuck this is flock we're doing a pun you know what's weirder to me is i was thinking about how they produced this image they had to go get two inflatable flamingos and someone, a mm -hmm. PA, whoever, a pho the photographer, I'm not sure, somebody in their marketing department, had to arrange them yeah. in a position where it looks like they're fucking each other. And that was not just like, okay, put them like they're fucking, now let's take the picture. There are thousands, there are at least hundreds of variants of this image and different sexual positions that exist somewhere on a hard drive within the ABC promotions department. Release the flamingos fucking pictures. So I just looked up how do flamingos have sex. Mating occurs in the water. Check. The male jumps onto the female's back from behind, firmly planting his feet on her wing joints. After mating, the male stands on the female's back, then jumps Ooh. off over her head. Maybe this is foreshadowing some sort of <laughs> leapfrog situation this season. <laughs> Oh, God. I don't think that's accurate, but uh, this promo uh, has ruffled some feathers. <laughs> no pun intended, pun intended. Ooh. And we're going to see, um, you know, what comes of this season. But there is this strange double standard when it comes to talking about both social media and sexuality in this show. Um, they can villainize people for it or they can promote it. The same is true of Instagram. Mm -hmm. They villainized Brennan Marais and Piper James, and then they promoted and celebrated Natasha Parker, getting her Instagram followers. So as Grocery Store Joe said, it depends on who you wind up being. And in this case, if you, you wind up being in the ABC promotions and marketing department for Bachelor in Paradise, you get to make jokes about sex, even though the show has used it to destroy people's lives. Up next in Bachelor Nation news, it's Popeye, and he's not alone. The season 24 Bachelor was recently spotted with fifth place finisher from his season 
and one-time girlfriend Kelly Flanagan. The couple endured what seemed like a less-than-amicable split over a year ago in what the nation collectively thought was the final end to things for the couple. But this Wednesday, they attended a Chicago Cubs game together. We aren't sure if this outing to take in America's second favorite pastime behind our beloved game was of a romantic nature or not, but we are happy for Popeye and Flanagan, who both seem to have moved on from the more tumultuous elements of their relationship, whether they're friends or perhaps even more once again. And a happy birthday goes out to both Josh Murray, the pizza player from Bachelor in Paradise, and Tier Booth. We wish the engaged bumpkin a wonderful journey around our son, and we wish Josh Murray a happy birthday as well. Pizza player from Paradise? How about ring winner from Bachelorette season 10? I mean, when I think of him, all I think of are the pizza memes that you made of. <laughs> all I think of him is like his rivalry with uh, the great one. Yeah, you think you that's all you think about. You think of him as the one who bested yeah. your man. I, that's how I see all Bachelor players is in relation to the great one. What have they done to him oh or God. how are they related to him? Or I think that's how he sees them as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, now let's move on from all of our luscious tids. We're going to move on now and discuss all of those plays that our favorite players are making off the field in that metaverse, in that primary world. This is... The Parasocial Play, 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 Play of the Week. The Pizza Review King is back, baby. Clayton and Susie posted a brand new pizza review that the critics are raving over. In Clayton's Instagram reels, he posted this charmingly goofy offering in which he made a homemade pizza with his girl Sue, a.k.a. Susie Evans. The pair dance, and then finally his girl Sue takes a bite. The video has 176,000 views and 5.8K likes. I just got to say, when the Ultimate Viking first came on the scene... We were begging him to do pizza reviews. And now he's fucking doing mm -hmm. them and it's working. Thank you, Ultimate Viking, for finally taking this advice and for delivering this content that is endlessly fucking entertaining. It's his niche. It's so he's so likable in these videos. Like his goofy dances and like I don't know. It, and I think that Susie Evans has also I think she is kind of the videographer of the pair. I think that she knows how to kind of construct these things really elegantly. I completely agree. And speaking of the videographer of the pair, former Susie Evans chamber dweller, parasocial powerhouse, and AI-constructed ring winner Susie Evans also posted a fantastic <laughs> Twitter reply this week. Mike Fleiss tweeted, okay, so who should we pick as your next hashtag The Bachelor? And Susie Evans replied, give Clayton another go at it. Oh my God. Dark Ember Flyus performs this particular trolley edgelord tweet every single year. And he and putting it out amongst this state of controversy and the supposed ongoing investigation into Nate Mitchell is certainly interesting timing. But I love our girl Sue's hilarious response. It actually made me laugh out loud. It's unbelievable. But we all know what the reply should have been to the Dark Emperor Flyus. Hashtag Pay Tyler Cameron. It's the only thing to save the show. Pay Tyler Cameron. 
Face player and prolific TikToker Anna Redman made another great producer manipulation TikTok this week. The caption reads, when you watch another person fall victim to the producers on a reality TV show. She then lit, she lip syncs to the sound, oh no, there's Melanie. That's a shame. She was really nice. The TikTok has 123.7K views and 8.2K likes. This is that sauce wars. We are seeing more and more players come out in active opposition of things that are happening in the show, of parasocial plays that the official Bachelor Nation podcast are It's beautiful to watch this happen. And I think we are just in the, the first phases of this. I don't know what the next phase of the sauce wars is going to look like, but it's coming. You can feel it ramping up. Moving on. Ethan Kang continues to be the only rookie dominating in the TikTok space. He made another quick trending video this week. In this video, he superimposes himself yawning over footage of the valiant lady boat with the caption, in quotes, when crew says it's time for bed after a long day of filming, then it cuts to a dancing child with the caption, me and the boys heading straight for the bar for our nightly tequila. This video has 392.6K views, which is almost the entire viewing population of the show Roswell, New Mexico on the CW. It garnered 19,000 likes. Congratulations, Ethan Kang. Chris Goose Randone firmly placed himself on the tea side of the sauce wars this week in a scathing response to another one of Mike Fleiss's troll-like tweets. Chris Randone tweeted, LOL, you had a former contestant on brink of suicide not once but twice and didn't do shit. Luckily, that person had some people actually care. Why wasn't there help? Because that person wasn't a part of Bachelor Nation royalty. Don't tell me there are more important things than ratings, dot, dot, dot. Face player Mike Henna Dorn then chimed in with her own experience joining the fight. They set me up with a therapist in 2021 after I said on an Instagram Q&A that I went through the darkest year of my life following The Bachelor. I truly don't think they did this for my mental health because they treated me poorly months later on BIP. Ratings will always be everything for them. We love to see this parasocial team up, and I think it's only going to escalate. I think they've created too many enemies. I'm, I'm excited to see where it'll go. I agree. At this point, it's just going to be a matter of volume, and you're going to have people like the Great One on Vial Files ignoring this and like, well, who were they? They weren't important fucking people. That argument is not going to hold water anymore because you're going to have a fucking army of people coming at you with tea like this and the the thin red line, if you want to call it that, of sauce ain't going to hold up. <laughs> the thin red line. <laughs> well, all of these were outstanding plays. However, there can only be one winner. Unless there are two who have tied... Our parasocial play of the week goes to former crown Katie Thurston and ring winner Courtney Robertson. First, Thurston wore our 4TRR t-shirt in an Instagram story. In this AMA response asking, when are you going on gore? She wore the shirt and said, as soon as I'm legally allowed to. Later this week, gore girl Courtney Robertson, uh, maybe one of the greatest players of all time, certainly the greatest first audience game player of all time. She wore our Gore logo tee in another Instagram story, calling it, in quotes, cozy merch, complete with a Gore sticker on her water bottle at the gym. And she even put a link to our merch store. It's giving me examples of goat behavior. <laughs> it's giving me examples of goat behavior as well. It gave me... I have a scream about this, so I'm not going to go into it, but I love to see it. 
Okay, I guess we'll get to that scream momentarily. Uh, well, this, this is how you get them to listen to the screams. This is That's marketing. Oh, nice. Congratulations on your new marketing degree. And congratulations to these uh, two outstanding players, a former Bachelorette and a former Ring winner in our merch, doing the most out there. We can't thank them enough for these incredible parasocial plays. I'd like to also give an honorable mention here to somebody who's not technically from within the nation, but who is about to be married into it. We're talking about Grant Trout. I want to crown him right now the new cringe king. First, it was Popeye. <laughs> then we had the forever flexed Bennett Andrew Jordan. And now we have Trizzy Trout. If you have not seen what he is doing in uh, Amazon Live with Madison Pruitt, what he's doing on his own social media, what he's doing on her social media... I implore you to go look at this and put on your best cringe hat because you're going to be doing some cringing. <laughs> it is lovely to see, and I can't wait to see what comes from him, especially as they get closer to their wedding. I'm obsessed with the clips that have come out from the Amazon Live. I think we'll probably end up putting them in our Digging Deeper because they're just, they're iconic. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I, I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's fiber skincare. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. Cute. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things. <laughs> and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage, so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. 
She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You know, she loves his swag. She's going to be Trissy Trout. They talk a lot about Drake. Uh, it's It's very cringy. So congratulations to Grant Trout. In addition to your billion dollars, you now got something that money can't buy. A new crown. You are the cringe king. <laughs> Good job. Trout. Now let's move on to those parasocial plays that the non-humans from within the nation are making. This is the parasocial creature of the week. Nate Olakoya's pup, Percy, who is always in this conversation, delivers a stunning parasocial gaze this week. Hannah Ann Sloss added a new member of her family in the form of a cute pup named Dash. Shanae Ankney celebrated the life of her beloved dog, Brady, who crossed over the Rainbow Bridge this week. And there is one outstanding parasocial creature of the week player this week. The award for Parasocial Creature of the Week goes to Peter Weber's Pup Trip. Popeye posted a two-slide main grid post that featured a short boomerang video of Trip walking and a still image of Popeye himself holding Trip. But the most astounding part of this post is the caption. Everyone wish Trippy a happy 18th heart emoji. That's right. Trip the dog has reached the age of 18 years. If only dogs could talk, I'd ask Trip what his secret to long life is. We can only speculate it has something to do with proximity to sweet numbs. Congrats to Trip for a parasocial creature of the week award that seems more like a lifetime achievement award for his continued existence in this decaying world. I cannot imagine it's anything other than proximity to sweet numbs. She is the life giver. I, I agree. She is the mother <laughs> of us all. And now we are going to move on to that portion of our program in which Pace Case and I descend deep into the pits to discuss our lives as they have been transformed by the deep fandom of our beloved game. This is... Screams from the Pit! So my scream I gave a little hint about earlier, you know, with my teaser for my good marketing, but uh, (laughs) we have Parasocial Plays of the Week, and for me it was like hands down, obviously... Courtney Robertson wearing our merch is going to be the winner. But I feel like I had to expand on my reaction to this Mm. beyond the normal, you know, little commentary we would give on parasocial plays. I know we interviewed Courtney for Gore Girl Summer Mm. and she produced, she held up our book. She had gotten our book and said that she was a fan of it and loved it. And, you know, we've communicated with her Mm -hmm. via Zoom. But... When I saw this image, it it struck me in a way that felt powerful. You know, when people say like core memories or whatever, she is one of the players that I was a fan of 
as an actual child or, or teenager and seeing her in our gear, it, it just made me feel like I was hallucinating. And my scream this week is that I'm still getting these like incredibly strong. Re- I'm still so shocked that this has become our lives and that this person who, if there had been sports posters of as a child, I would have had a Courtney Robertson poster. Mm-hmm. She was, she's one of the greatest players to ever exist. She's one of my favorite players to ever watch. One of the highlights of our hyper binge. And, you know, we can't thank her enough for, for posting this, but I also just thank her for the reaction that it, it gave me, which was just extreme gratitude and, uh, <laughs> dissociation. <laughs> yeah. Look, I agree with you. It's, you know, you and I have watched the show a long time together. And, um, when we started this show, mm-hmm. it was with some strange goals for sure. One of which was to write a book about how to win the game and like really break the game down into its components and stuff. And as we started to do that and we started compiling statistics and seeing who the best players were and our favorite players and stuff, it never really dawned on me that, that, uh, something like this would be possible. And here it is. Yeah, It really is mind-blowing to me too, although that's on my screen. My screen this week involves an article that I am currently writing about the state of the mm. nation. Uh, I've mentioned this before on this show. I'm still working on it, honing it. I don't know if I'm ever going to find a home for it. I have no idea if this article will ever see the light of day. Because I need to get it to like fucking, I don't know who, Huffington Post or something. I'm not sure. Nonetheless, I'm writing it. And the exercise of writing it is forcing me to tap back into something, to wear a certain hat, if you will, of the historian, the scholar. Mm. And this is a hat that I haven't put on since we were writing the book. And really going through to see the history of it, to see the evolution of it. Because now I'm trying to focus in on why are we at the point we're at now where it seems like a lot of people are disappointed in this current season and have been disappointed in some some seasons leading into it. And so I really have gone back and I think pinpointed the exact moment that a kind of shift happened within the game, within the producer class, within the nation, and then I track it all the way to where we are now. And it has been uh, incredibly enjoyable for me to go back through the statistics, to go back through our recaps, to rewatch some seasons and to really like zero in again on that fucking piece of my brain that can see the big picture of how the game is evolving over a long span of time and what are the contributing factors that have gotten it exactly to this weird point we're at now. And I just love it. And it has really reignited in me, I think, not that it was ever like dormant necessarily, but you, be, you become less aware of the fact that you really love this fucking game. And then when you're getting mm-hmm. into the nuts and bolts of like, oh, fuck, this happened back then, which led to this. And oh, shit, that led to this. Oh, no, God, Chris Souls, he's even a part of this fucking thing. You know, it's like <laughs> that shit really excites me. And um, I'm very happy to be doing it again. For what it's worth, I never thought you left your scholarly phase. Oh, really? <laughs> I, th- I think of you as a gentleman and a scholar the whole time, 20 folk. Oh, thanks. Sometimes I find that I'm just like, you know, riding the train of kind of contemporary news that's happening in Bachelor Nation and stuff. And I'm not really thinking about the history of it or like contextually what the contemporary era means to the history or how we got here. And it's just like when I go back and do these dives into the, the structure of the overall evolution of the game, 
and especially in big swaths, like this thing that I'm putting together starts in 2014, season 18 of The Bachelor. And then it it kind of echoes through all seasons after that, all the way up to where we are now and and escalates and whatever. I just really enjoy it. Well, I very much look forward to this article. Yeah, it's going to exist. You'll get to read it. I don't know if anybody else will. You and Dark Seeker, maybe the only two. And your conclusion, it's all Prince Farmington's fault. No, it's the producer's fault <laughs> is my conclusion. Um, of course, <laughs> you can imagine. Uh, classic. But it has to do with some things that happened in 2014. Three things specifically that happened almost back to back to back, which was the first villain bachelor in Juan Pablo Galvez, which I think pushed the producers in a way they had never gone before. It is the first... Wait, clues, clues. Marketing. This is the teaser. You don't, don't give away the whole article. So I'm not giving away the whole article. Clickbait. All right, fine. And there's two other things that click. happened in 2014 that I think sent the, the show in a certain trajectory. But uh, my scream is basically that just... I am so plugged into this thing, into our beloved game at this point, that I find myself taking extreme pleasure in writing these weird historical observations about <laughs> how we've gotten to the point we're at. But then, as as crazy as I think that sounds, I'm also like, fucking, I don't know how many sports writers are doing this constantly, hundreds a day. You know, they don't even bat an eye at like the absurdity of that, that somebody will go into the history of baseball or football and talk about which season right. mattered or whatever. And that's what I'm doing too. It's just that I don't think like a, a lot of, uh, people who cover reality TV are looking at it like this right now. So it seems a little absurd. And I think I think sports has been covered in this way for so long that people don't even really see what that is for what it is at face value. Greatly, greatly look forward to this, to this tome. Even more so, I look forward to the TikTok summary of it. Not going to be done by me. But now let's move on. We are going to play another scream for you. If you go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses and you join us in the bottom of the pit, you get access to the Game of Roses Discord. In that Discord, you can submit your own Scream from the Pit. If it's a minute or less, there is a chance we might play it here. Today, this Scream comes to us from someone named Gab2411, and it comes to us with a picture which we will describe to you after the Scream. And post on our... Instagram. Here is that scream. Hi, Pace Case, Clues, Dark Seeker in the Pit. My name's Gab. I've watched The Bachelor since season one. I think I was 12 years old, possibly. Um, have been in the pit for a number of years, and this is my first scream from the pit. Uh, so in uh, 2017, uh, season 13 Bachelorette, Rachel Lindsay, a favorite of mine, uh, had her season finale in Rioja, Spain. At that time, I was dating my partner for only about a year and a half, and I said, we are going to honeymoon in Rioja. And uh, almost five years later, we are here in Rioja, and not only did we honeymoon here, but we also uh, recreated uh, the photo of Rachel and Brian's proposal on a castle. It's in a town called San Vicente de Sonsierra. And it's this really cool medieval castle. Uh, obviously, we've uh, been, we're already married, so we've been engaged for a while. So, But we did reenact Rachel and Brian's proposal. 
It's a beautiful place. I highly recommend anyone visiting. Um, also, I believe the Dark Seeker uh, posted, um, reposted, Peter Krause had said something about his wine locker and if anyone could find it. And I was like, I'm actually going to that region. Unfortunately, though we did drive by that winery, it cost a lot to do a tour there. Um, so we did not find Peter Krause's wine locker, but trust Pitt, I wanted to. So um, thanks. I'm a huge fan of the pod. This, again, this scream, fantastic, of course. It came to us with a picture that is a top and bottom two images put together of Rachel Lindsay and Brian Abasolo as he's doing his proposal in this exact spot at this castle. And then it is Gab and her, uh, I guess now, husband or fiance, whatever it would have been at the time of this. They're on their honeymoon. Fiance. No, but isn't they're married, right? Because if they're on their honeymoon. So it's uh, in the exact same spot. It's like an exact image for image recreation. We'll we'll put this out on our Instagram. This is fucking astounding. It is beautiful. Anytime I see anyone taking some super important moment in their life and just fucking putting the bachelor in it, on it, recreating a bachelor thing. I mean, this is deep pit shit, in my humble opinion. And I love it. I mean, this is a level three screen. Yeah. Like this photo alone. They're wearing the same colors as Rachel and Brian in it. And it's so gorgeous. It's astoundingly beautiful. Uh, Gab, should I call you wine locker seeker? I love this romantic story. I'm sorry you couldn't find the wine locker, but perhaps Clues' prediction that Krauss will be the bachelor will come true and you'll be able to find other heirlooms from a new Kraus season around the world. If Kraus is the bachelor, they're going to send him back to that spot to open that wine locker. That'll be a, a date for sure. Mm, love that. I mean, I still don't think it's going to do the, the job of hashtag pay Tyler Cameron, but either season I'd look forward to. Yes. Hashtag pay Tyler Cameron for sure. But thank you, Gab, for this incredible scream, this incredible image, and this incredible addition to your life. This is a memory you will cherish forever. It is how The Bachelor has touched you and your relationship. And I think if your partner won't do things like this, then maybe maybe dump his ass, as Dark Lord Palmer would say. Oh my God, you're, <laughs> you're becoming the producers now? You're... <laughs> we can do better if your boyfriend won't recreate uh, Rachel Lindsay's proposal. <laughs> Did you ask your fiancé to recreate a moment from an important Bachelor season and they said no? Dump their ass and apply for. Look, I had my I had my partner photograph me in front of Joe Coleman's high school, so I can guarantee it's for TRR. Indeed. Thank you once again, Gab two four one one, for this incredible scream and the accompanying photo. Once again, if anyone would like to submit their own scream, you just go to patreon.com slash game of roses. Join us in the bottom of the pit. Get access to that Discord and. Send your screams away. God, this was a great one. Yeah, you have to be on our Patreon. Some people have been DMing their their screams to us. That is not how you submit them. <laughs> That's right. It's only through the Discord. But uh, thank you once again to everyone who has joined us for this week in Bachelor Nation. We will be back next Monday with a live show before the big game at 4.30 p.m. PST. And of course, we'll be back that Tuesday with our breakdown of next week's big game, which should be pretty crazy. 
I think, what's going to go on with mm-hmm. Logan, etc. And if you follow me on Instagram at Bachelor Clues, you might have noticed that I did a little thing where I broke down the entire episode from last week into a minute and 45 seconds. I will probably be doing that again this week. So look forward to that because it is a new compulsion. Hashtag Clues is a scholar. That's right. <laughs> but before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It has been 7,445 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 